Welcome to First 100K, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000. Digging deep to find the tools, tactics, and superpowers that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also the owner of two co-working spaces in Tampa, Florida, where I have the privilege of helping hundreds of entrepreneurs to start, launch, and grow successful businesses. Today, our featured guest is fearless entrepreneur Ian Longin. Ian, are you ready to serve up some value to our amazing listeners? Let's do it. Let's do it. Ian, kind of tell us uh, what's your business, what do you do, your current business, and uh, like, what's your title? What's, what's your superpower, bro? Okay. So uh, I would say my main focus right now is film production. I'm working as an indie film producer. Uh, last year, uh, produced two documentaries, or one documentary, one uh, narrative feature, um, and then on the side, I'm also doing video production. So I do anything from corporate gigs to weddings to, mm. you know, anything anything that kind of you know helps sustain and and keep you going. You so know, you're saying passion. paying the bills, bro. Yeah, paying the bills. And that's what we're here to talk about today, yep. right? A hundred thousand dollars worth of bills. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not, right? All right, cool. Uh, take a minute and share with us something personal that very few people in your business life know about you. Personal, very few people in my business life know about me. Hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, most people know that I'm, I'm an avid music player, listener, musician. Yeah. Um, something that they don't know about me. Uh, okay. So I was originally an athlete. I, was, I played baseball for, man, my whole life. I was uh, I was on varsity in high school, and then uh, actually freshman year I was playing on two teams, and then I switched over, um, met a group of friends that were musicians, but they were also in theater, musical hmm. theater. So I ended up switching over from being a baseball player my entire life to uh, switching over to musical theater, which was actually the best thing for me because it kind of shaped who I am today in mm. terms of being around creative people. Sure. And um, I, I don't know. I, I really think that's kind of what led me to where I am today, believe it or not. That's kind of cool. Uh, if I could be totally crude about it, probably not the right word, but you <laughs> went from like a jock to like being like the geek. Yeah, pretty much. In theater. But, but it, it was really weird because my high school uh, being in theater wasn't nerdy or, or uh, okay. it was it. weird. It was backwards. It was yeah, like, yeah. You know, I, I was still friends with all the You're jocks. Cool. It was it was weird. Yeah, you still maintain <laughs> your cool status. That's not easy to do. Right? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, let's see here. Let's get down right to business. Right, our audience always wants to know this: How much revenue did your business bring in last year? Uh, last year, um, well, between what I do on the side and the movie stuff, it was it was pushing eighty, ninety, right around there. Got it. All yeah. right, so you're about to break through that ceiling. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close, and, and yeah. I've got I've got some things in the works that I think this year will will definitely push me over the edge. You know, but it's been a five year road mm. to get to this point. You wow, know, it's been a struggle, a hustle to get to where I am now. You know, so now I'm I'm just on the cusp. Mm. You know, right before I break that barrier. So let me ask you a, a, a very polarizing question here. Uh, with the wisdom, the knowledge, the the strategies, the the pain, the struggles, everything that you have done that has got you to where you are right now, if you were starting over, like from ground zero, could you do it faster? Yeah, I, I could definitely do it faster. Um, How long would it take you? Instead of five years, it would take you it'd probably probably one or two. One I, or two. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I really want you to bring out today in this this interview. Okay, mm -hmm. is is sharing with our listeners how to do it in one or two years. Okay. 
right? And not suffer through the five years that you went through. Right. And, and is that most, fair? Yeah, it's fair. And most people do suffer through those five years. Yeah. Well, listen, you're listening right now in your car, you're exercising, whatever, you're, you're up watching whatever maybe you're on the other side of the pond and uh you're like editing video like deep into the night right (laughs) well we're gonna kind of show you uh how to do it uh quicker how to get to that hundred thousand dollar mark and beyond um by learning from a lot of really the struggles and and fails you know that ian's gone through in his uh short career here so ian what are you on track to gross this year uh, I'm on track probably to do about 120, 130. Okay. Ma- what, at least. What are you publicly committing to doing here on the air? Publicly committing to go over 100K. Okay. I like it. I like <laughs> it. He's like, that's all I have to do because yep. that's the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, Ian, we all love to hear the wisdom of millionaires, billionaires, right? But we struggle to relate to them because 90% of us entrepreneurs are really hustling to make our first $100,000, right? You get that. You're doing it. Uh, Take us back to, uh, well, literally this year, (laughs) last year, right? Paint us a vivid picture and tell us what those five years have looked like. Okay. So, you know, We'll go, we'll go back five years. So five years ago, I was, I mean, really, yeah, four to five years ago, you know, I was out of college and, you know, I was starting to build, you know, a business. I I actually had a a first business with another guy um, and we were doing video production, Mm. you know, and so I was in college. I met him. I actually knew him from high school and, uh, you know, he was doing video and I was really into photography and we were like, hey, we could join forces, you know, let's let's kind of go at this, you know, let's take a stab at it. You know, so we started it uh, the first year we did, I don't know, probably 25,000 total, you know, I mean, but we were. It was beer money. It was beer money. You know, we, we were just, we had just enough to pay, you know, our a rent. A lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> we went through quite a bit of beer. <laughs> uh, just enough to, you know, pay our rent, have, you know, groceries and every once in a while, you know, splurge on something like mm-hmm. beer. Um, you know, then second year we, we made, um, 150%, you know, increase in our, in mm-hmm. our revenue. So on paper we were doing good, mm-hmm. but, you know, trying to sustain yourself, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's hard to live on, you know, $20,000 a piece or something yeah. like that. You know, it's really kind of low income. You need to hire gross because of your expenses. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it was kind of at that point that we, you know, separated, we split up, we went our separate ways. Um, and then I got a job uh, working at a photography studio just because I needed something right then and there. So while I was at this photography studio, um, I was building my business on the side. Mm. I was I was tackling the clients that we had previously had and making new clients, you know, finding new clients, making new contacts. Now, what was that side hustle business? So it was still video production. Okay. Um, but I, I just felt like I you know, knew a different way to do it. Mm. Um, So I spent about a year building that, you know, I was working, I had, you know, a full-time job. It still was, you know, very low income. Um, But then I was, I was working on my hustle. You know, I was networking. I was, you know, doing whatever I could to go above and beyond to exceed my client's expectations, you know, and all while I'm doing this, I'm, I'm interested in film. I've always been interested in film, you know, so we're doing short films, we're doing little side things you know, but um, you you need some kind of money. You need some kind of capital to really produce something and try to turn it around and make a profit. You know, so, you know, my whole hustle has been, you know, okay, l- let me make sure that I can build enough 
you know, revenue and support my family, support myself, my wife, you know, but then get to that point where I can start, you know, gearing, changing my focus mm. to, to be for film, you know, and to do what I really want to do. And, you know, over the last two years, um, it's really become more prominent, you know, so I'm getting closer to, to doing, you know, what I really want to do, which is produce indie films, you know, and, and go down that road. So, yeah, that's very cool. So like, it sounds like you're clear on your intention now where yeah. back then you were not. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It, ba- back then I was a jack of all trades. Yeah. I could do anything. And that's what we whatever. all do. Right. Right. We fall into that trap. Right. And that's I, I, I got to pay the bills. I got to pay the bills. Yep. I'll take anything. I'll take anything. Yep. And then you confuse your your customers because exactly. they're like, well, what exactly is your superpower? Exactly. And nobody knows. You don't even know because you're like, well, I could do this. I could I'll do whatever the heck you do, want if right. you pay me. Right. So so two years ago, I, you know, I, I was like, well, I got to find something. I got to find the one thing that I enjoy doing that will, you know, bring me some profit mm. and uh, make me, you know, sustainable. And that turned out to be weddings. So weddings turned into one of my big markets. And that's kind of what I focus on now, primarily. Mm. Aside from, you know, I, I mean, my main hustle is going for film. Sure. But, you know, instead of me being like, oh, I can do this photo shoot and I can do this corporate thing and I can do that and I can do this. You know, I was able to just hone in on doing wedding cinematography, creating wedding films, which have a very short film narrative feel. Well, that's what I'm asked. Like, what makes your product totally different than all the wedding videographers out there? You know, my product comes um, from a narrative background, comes from movie making. So where some people that are doing wedding cinematography, you know, they're just getting some pretty shots and they're just putting it to music. But I'm creating a story. You know, I'm, I'm using the words that are spoken, the speeches that are given, you know, the moments that are said, you know, to, to one another on their first look. I'm using all these to create a, a dialogue and a, and a visual and audible narrative, you know, that, that just, I think, sets kind of me apart from a lot of people. So just to clarify, is it, are you creating through film the story of just their wedding day yeah. or the story of their their romance well like it's kind of both it's kind of both i mean it's all that was you know all encompassing of the actual wedding day Mm -hmm. um but i think it digs into where they started that's so cool you know so i like what i'm hearing right now okay and and i'm saying right now i'm not married but uh i'm headed there yeah yeah and uh you know we may or not may not be chatting about you know hey yeah. i need you to create some and i'm, and I'm here <laughs> some storylines yeah. here in the in the romance because i've been slacking in that area. <laughs> anyway uh ian describe to us the biggest fail you had uh before making your first 100k the biggest failure i had was um not knowing my my true value mm. you know um and 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 you're you're not going to really understand that it's it's like a light bulb, you know, it, I, I would almost equate it to when you, you know, are thinking about like dieting, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then all of a sudden one day you wake up and boom, you're like, I can do it, mm. you know, and then you just do it. So it's a mind shift. Yeah, it's a mind shift. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what I was just talking about with the jack of all trades. Like you're like, I'll just do anything. And yeah, OK, all you have is that much. I'll do it for that. You know, but once you kind of lay your groundwork you know, which could take a year or two, you know, you get your portfolio built. Mm-hmm. Um, but once once you know you're good enough, mm. then you have to commit to pricing yourself for what you're really worth, yeah. you know, and get rid of the small fish, 
you know, because that's not what you really want. And you're miserable doing it the whole time. Heck yeah. You it know, takes all your time. 80% it, of your yeah. time brings in 20% of your revenue. Right. Flip those yeah. numbers, you know, exactly. and, and that's what you want to do. And that's the hardest lesson I had to learn. And it, you know, created a lot of failure, you know, beforehand is, you know, just wasting my time on small fish. Now, let me ask you this, because others back then probably told you, dude, you need to like get clear on one thing, right? So you heard what you needed to do. What kept you from actually making the mind shift? You know, a lot of times it's money. You know, for me, it was, it was, well, I just, you know, can I, can I survive, you know, three or four months if me making the shift doesn't work? Were you married or single back then? Um, I was, well, I was with somebody. I wasn't married, but right. yeah. So I you was, didn't have the, the marriage expenses and right. someone like. Yeah, that's only in the last, the last two and a half years. Yeah. Got it. Yep. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, so we all have fears. Uh, what was the the big fear that was holding you back from winning at that time in your business? Biggest fear, um, yeah. You know, it, it if was you had to get really vulnerable here, it was failure. You know, I was really worried about failing, and, and you know that kind of goes to my personality. And and a lot of my friends, you know, if they were here, they could tell you, is I'm a perfectionist. You know, mm. I'm a perfectionist to the T. Um, and everything I do, no matter what it is, I want to be really good at it. And I want to impress the people around me. I want to impress myself. I want to prove to myself that I can do it. And I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to be successful. You know, I, I always dreamed of just working for myself and I always felt like I would, you know, but what if I couldn't do it? You know, so what did success look like if you had to like bring it down on the court and get very specific? And then what did failure actually look like? Get, get real about this. So, you know, success for me, I, I don't really care about millions of dollars. I'll be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I don't that's not where where my dreams and aspirations lie is, you mm -hmm. know, being a millionaire. Um, but, you know, being able to support myself, my family and you know have a comfortable life never worry about you know getting groceries and you know be able to make all the car payments and the mortgage payment and have a little extra to travel every year that's success to me you know and, awesome. and having even more important success to me is is not working 70 hours a week you know working mm. 20 30 hours a week and spending all my you know excess time with my family Love it. You know, what does failure look like to you? Because that was your number one fear. So yeah. what was the actual picture that you were imagining of it, it's, it could happen if I don't like make this happen, if I don't hustle? Well, failure to me was a, you know, doing that, you know, inverse of what I just said, working 80 hours, 70, 80 hours a week, not having time, you know, for my family. And, you know, even coming to the point where, um, I realize I can't sustain my family, you know, mm. with this income and having to go find a job for job sake, mm. you know, finding something that I don't care about or I'm not passionate about. To me, that's failure. So going back to a nine to five. Yeah. Going back to a nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with a nine to five right. for a lot of people. They, you know, there's, there's so much out there that is exactly what people want to do. It gives them the opportunity to have Saturday and Sunday off. You know, some people crave that and, you know, for me, it's it's not about that. It's about I don't want to do a job that I don't want to do. I get that. You know, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to spend my whole life doing something that I'm like, well, you know, I was able to have a cool car, you know, but I was miserable, you know, 40 hours a week. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I get that. So it sounds like now you clearly have the mindset of you're going to hit 
$100,000 a year minimum this year. Mm -hmm. So what was the big aha moment that happened for you to push you over that that edge, that mindset? Well, the big aha moment uh, was a couple things. One, you know, was selling my first indie film. Whoa. You know, I sold, sold my first indie film uh, last year. Describe or, or that story year. really briefly, like summarize um, the whole thing for us. Okay, so briefly, um, I've got a couple colleagues that are co-producers of mine, and we had had this idea to, to make this low-budget indie film for a couple years, and, uh, you know, we finally all kind of had a little bit of extra, extra money, you know, so we decided to write a script and uh, cast it, and we're like, okay, it's going to cost this much, and uh, let's go for it. What know? was the total budget when you pulled all your money together? Total budget was like five or six grand. Got it. You know, it's which totally is, workable. is nothing. Yeah. I mean, in the indie film world, that's like ultra, ultra, ultra low Conservative, budget. Conservative, yeah. It's crazy. You know, but we, we wanted, we're like, look, you know, let's let's see if we can prove a point. Let's see if we can make a film for like nothing. Let's see how good we are. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is. You know, how how good of a story can we make? Um, and what can we flip this for? Mm. You know, so we we did everything in our power to keep the cost low. You know, I mean, we were pulling in favors left and right, you know, to make this film. But w we felt we had a really great concept and we were able to make it. And uh, we sold the movie without anybody ever seeing the movie. We sold it on the key art, which is the poster mm. and the trailer. Really? Yeah, we took so it on perception. On perception, yeah. Love it because because we knew the marketability of the film was what was going to sell it, whether the film was good or not. So you really sold the narrative with the imagery. Yeah, you know, and and we proved a point, and we we made uh, ten times our budget Whoa. back on our presale. You know, Got it. and so and about that's 50, a fifty thousand yeah. approximately. Very you cool. know, and that's a you know that's an aha moment right there for film. Now, now you have seed money for. A, a better film. Right. And, yeah. and and also, you know, going to if we want investors, mm. you know, this is our the beginning of our track record. Love you know, it. hey, this is what we did. We took this and we yeah. turned it into this. They're going to say, wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, what can you do with my 100000 Exactly. Well, I how much? times it by they're, 10. They're not going to say, what do you want? They're going to say, how much can I give you? Exactly. Right. Because they want to see it multiply because right. that's business. Right. You're a multiplier. Very cool. Okay, so it's really easy to have like aha moments and then do nothing with them, right? Mm -hmm. Lots of ideas out there, lots of talking, lots of hype, very little execution. Execution is what brings in the revenue, let's yep. be honest, right? So it's much harder to execute, make it real. Walk us through the details of exactly how you made that indie film happen. Again, really briefly, really short, just right, right to the, the highlights. Okay, so, you know, it, it all comes down to just make it. Make the film. You know, for whatever you got, pull your resources and do whatever you can. And that's what we did. You know, we said all we have to put forward is this amount of money. Mm. It's all we can we can come up with right now. How can we make it for this much money? You know, and a lot of people get sidetracked. They're like, well, I really need 50 or I need 100 or I need $300,000. It's like, well, you could do it for that. But can you do it for 20? That's the challenge. You know, and that's the challenge. And that's those are the things like you need to do and that's what we felt like we had to do is is let's let's make this film whatever you know whether it's good or not at least we're going to learn a lesson mm. you know and and that's the problem is so many people are are you know they're they're there's too many reservations you know they're like well it's probably not going to do this it's like but if you just make it mm. you know maybe you lose out on a few thousand dollars you know, or you upset somebody that invested, but if they're able to invest that much, you didn't upset them that much. Trust me. Exactly. They got it. They got plenty. Now, how'd you wrestle past your own perfectionist? 
perfectionism mm-hmm. with such a low budget film, knowing that you couldn't do the ideal right. version that you were wanting to create. How did you get past that own mindset, get out of your own way and make it happen? You know, that, that was a struggle with, you know, my co-producers and, and it was a talk we had before we made the film. We're like, look, there's going to be problems. We know it, you know, let's just agree up front, you know, that whatever happens, happens, and let's just roll with it. Let's do the best we can. I mean, we have a scene in there that was a nightmare scene, and turns out the shot that we wanted to use, there was some guy that showed up on set just to hang out, and he was in the shot in the background. We're in the middle of the take, and all of a sudden he's there, and it was the best take. It was like the one where all the the, uh, practical effects were in. We had, like, blood and, like, tubing Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, and he was in the shot, and it's, it's a one take shot. You know, but so we, did that ruin the shot, or it added? No, to it? we we were able to to finagle it in so editing. You, you editing, <laughs> you smudged him out. <laughs> yeah, we smudged around. You know, but <laughs> but those are the things that we came. You know, we came to, and and we just had to agree to say whatever happens, happens. Let's just do our best. So very cool. So looking back uh, to your first 100k, again, you're right in that moment right now. In your opinion, what was the number one thing that's going to push you over that hurdle? This year, uh, the number one thing is I feel like my drive has changed. My my uh, goals, my my why mm. has changed. What's your why? My why is my family, you know, and and I feel like I don't know. I just I, I, I think that my mindset is different than before where I was just, you know, hustling for hustle's sake. And now yeah. I feel like I have a, a, a set path, a, you know, a goal in mind. I can see it and I'm weeding through all, you know, the crap. You know, I'm no longer spending my time focusing on this little thing on the side and letting letting the little things worry me. You know, I'm, I'm more determined than I've ever been mm. and and I'm doing things. That's that's one of the big things is I'm, I'm active. You know, I'm being proactive every day. You know, if I'm if I'm in the office, I'm saying what is what I'm doing right now bettering myself? Mm. Is it getting me closer to my goal? You know, and is what's it, the goal? The goal is to you know, a break, you know, break the hundred K, but, um, lower the amount of time I'm working, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm doing more money working less. Yeah. And I'm doing that with weddings even right now is I'm, I'm working on trying to, uh, outsource some editing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's been bogging me down. And I know that if I can raise my prices a bit and get a really high quality editor, it's going to cut out 150 days of editing in my year. Now, so, how, now, how do you let go of that and outsource it's so that hard. editing it's so hard. when you're a perfectionist and you know nobody's going to do it to the level yeah. you want to do it? And I know, as as our audience, you're listening right now, and some of you are perfectionists. There's not even a question in my mind right now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're all perfectionists, <laughs> right? That's why you got into this field, right? You want to show your art through your film. Yep. It's your beauty, your value you're creating in the world. You're a co-creator in the world, right? And it's like... How do you let go and outsource and put into the hands of someone else the control, if you will, because that's yeah. what it comes down oh, to yeah. is control issues, <laughs> <Yep>. right? <laughs> the control of the final product of your masterpiece. Yeah, it's it takes training. Honestly, it's like being you know being on a diet or going to the gym. Like you have to train your mind to be okay with if you can get eighty percent of what you think you could produce from somebody else, you can work with that. Boom. Because that's going to free up a huge percent of your time yeah. so that you could do more of your superpower. Right. Am I and making, really what it comes am I making more money 
you know, editing for eight hours, you know, five days a week, or am I going to make more money finding the next script and producing the next film or, you know, Mm. there's just so many other opportunities out there. I, I can make more money putting my effort my creative efforts in other places gotcha so you've you've touched on a lot of things here right Uh, that you can do and you could do well and you could do with excellence and and you wrestle with your perfectionism however if you had to cut out all the noise and just get real right now right what's your superpower one thing superpower um producing producing yeah so managing and producing yeah yeah delegating yeah yeah Okay. Finding finding the people, you know, in, in producing, you know, what, what a lot of people don't know is it's it's finding all, you know, it's finding the script, it's finding mm-hmm. the directors and the it's connecting the all the dots. Yeah, it's connecting all the dots, and I feel like I'm really good at that. I'm I'm good at connecting dots. I'm good at, you know, knowing if something's a good idea or a bad idea, mm. and then figuring out how to make it a better idea. Yeah, and the marketability of that idea. Right. As uh, well. Yeah. Exactly. Huge. Yep. All right, very cool. So you're listening right now to this podcast, right? And we're interviewing Ian Longing about indie filmmaking. And I got a question for you. What's your superpower? Cut out all the noise. What is the one thing that you're irreplaceable at? And then all the rest of that other stuff, start outsourcing one at a time. Start with the small stuff because you're a perfectionist and it really pains you to let go of your control outsource start outsourcing that's what ian's doing it's working for him he's going to cross a hundred thousand dollars this year i'm certain of it ian what was the best advice you received uh up till now in business oh best advice i received up till now in business um let's see you know honestly it's it's hustling the you know the people that are successful hustle they hustle and they never stop. You know, they, they don't they don't give up. You know, if they see what they want, they go for it. And you you do whatever it takes, you know, within reason. You do whatever it takes to get there. But if you're not going to put in the time to perfect your craft now, you're never going to reach your goal. Got it. Cool, cool. Share with, with us uh, one of your daily habits um, that you're currently doing that's going to push you over the 100,000 mark that you see is actually working, a daily behavior you do every day. You're building the muscle. What What is that? Give us one. Um, scheduling is one of them. Um, I, I keep a pretty, um, pretty what's the word, <laughs> um, detailed, keep mm. a pretty detailed schedule, and I update it every day. I actually, I, you know, I, I have it on my phone. I have it on my computer. And I look at it and I make a goal every day. When I get into the office, I say, you know, I put a star next to the things I have to do today. Mm. And I don't leave until I do them. For real? For real. What if you have to be home with the wife? If there's an emergency, that's, you know, that's different. But I do what I have to do to get it done. I, mm. I make, you know, make sure my time is spent finishing my goals. So what I'm hearing you saying is you actually commit to your word. Your mm-hmm. word is your integrity. Yep. If you say you're going to do this and a red star goes down, it's going to happen yep. regardless of time. Hold yourself accountable. Got it. Did you hear that, guys? Listen to that. That's a good one. I like that advice. All right, cool. Uh, what is your favorite website, app, or digital resource uh, regarding your indie filmmaking and why? Um, let's see. Well, IMDb is great just because it keeps you up to date with, you know, any movies that are coming out. Um, you can also watch a lot of trailers on there. Um, I like a lot of, you know, podcasts. Um, 
podcasts have been huge. There's, you know, some people out there doing, uh, indie film, like indie film hustle. Um, you know, there's some, some really great resources out there to, you know, learn about the film industry, um, and better, you know, build your arsenal, you know, to, to tackle the films that you want to make and, and, and to understand that, you know, it can be done, you know, you just have to do it. Cool. If you were going to create a podcast, uh, on indie filmmaking, like what specifically would be the niche? Uh, the niche, would go for? the niche would be making, probably making films for under a hundred thousand dollars, you know, Love and, it. and honestly, even more precise would be making, you know, trying to make films for under $20,000 and what the market is for those. Um, and, and how you construct your script, mm. you know, your cast, everything leads to the marketing of your film into the hopefully potential sale of your film. And even though we're all creators and we're all artists and, you know, we want to make content that's, you know, visually stunning and, and is, you know, speaks, for, you know, from the heart, you know, we want to do that, but we also have to keep business in mind. Mm. And, and the, the, you know, the golden goose egg of, of all of this is when you can combine both mm-hmm. seamlessly, when you can make something that's compelling, but that also has huge marketability. If mm. you can figure out how to make those two things happen and do it under a hundred thousand, under 50,000, under 20,000, your return on investment is going to be huge. And love those it. are the things I want to help people with. Yeah. I love that. I love what I'm hearing. Right. And even if you got real, like you could like get really, really drilled down niche and, and say, you know, here's how I did it for $5,000 yep. budget. We turn it into 50 and we're going to, Right. Yeah. Literally. And, and just start teaching that if you're an in- indie filmmaker, it's like you want to create a film with a f- just scrounge up five thousand dollars. Friends, family, fools. Right. Yep. Just get the five thousand dollars together, pull it together, then bring your craft into it. Here's how you market that. Here's the marketability. But the biggest thing that showed up to me and what you just said is, you know, so many times as creatives, you know, we're artists and we forget that we have to monetize the art. Mm-hmm. And if we don't learn to monetize the art and make money with the art, it's not sustainable. Right. Eventually, bills overtake us. Yep. And then we don't have the time to produce our great art and give that gift to the world. Right. So literally, by you not monetizing this, right, you're listening right now, by you not monetizing your art through your film, through whatever your art is, you are creating an unworkable future yep. for yourself, for your family, for your own creative expression. Yep. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. I, and that's where you got to get business, business savvy with it, you know, figure out how, you know, there's a market for almost anything, you know, there's a market for what you're probably doing and what you're thinking about doing. You know, the goal is to find that market and exploit it, you know, and, and figure out a way to to get known, you know, figure out a way for people to enjoy what you so passionately work on, you yeah. know. I get that. Well said. Okay, so Ian, welcome to the Hustle Round. I'm going to ask you 12 <laughs> quick-fire questions, and you'll have about three seconds to answer each. Are you oh, ready? I'm ready. All right, first thing that comes to you, what's your favorite sound? Favorite sound? Um, guitar. <laughs> what's your least favorite sound? Uh, nails on a chalkboard. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, baseball player. What are you most afraid of? Failure. 
What did you spend too much time doing your first year in business? Um, chasing small fish. <laughs> what secret fear do you have about people? Um, that they're not, not trustworthy. Mm. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? That it's okay to fail. Yeah. And what's a new habit that you want to form? Um, waking up early, <laughs> start, starting my day earlier every time. You were literally just saying that before we started yep. this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. And what is a bad habit that you want to break? And don't say um, waking up late. Procrastination. Procrastination. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are right now. Uh, confident. Um, let's say energetic and um, faithful. Awesome. Pick three words to describe who you were five years ago when you started this. Timid. Um, hmm. Timid, scared. And um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a third word. If you did know, what would you say? If I did know, um, um, how would others d have described you back then? Your friends? They would probably say I was confident. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the I, appeared, was there. I appeared confident. Okay. But, but maybe inside. But deep it down, wasn't. yeah, <laughs> I yeah. get that big time. All right, cool. Imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. It says, uh, here, lies <laughs> here lies Ian Longin, a faithful man, devoted husband, and um, led a great life. Very cool. And last question. If you could come back to life and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice— what would you say to them? I would say um, do the thing that you're most scared of mm. and do it constantly. Can you read my T-shirt today? Behind your greatest fear lies your greatest passion. Boom. Yeah. True or true? True. Yeah, I get it. For me, it was uh, public speaking. Yeah. Yeah, and I had to face it, man. Now I love it. Yeah, it's weird. It's it, what it, lights me up. I was scared of it, too. And then uh, yeah. go way back, musical theater, now, like, on yeah. stage. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you came into this podcast. You're like, where's my headphones? Yeah. I want headphones. <laughs> I want headphones. Why, don't, why can't I, I hear look myself? Cool. How yeah. come I don't look cool? <laughs> I want to look cool. So, Ian, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Uh, so, you can email me anytime at ianlongen at gmail.com. That's I-A-N-L-O-N-G-E-N at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Ian Longin, of course. What's um, your business website? Business website is longinfilms.com. Um, and then you can also check out um, Make Better Movies on Facebook. And we're in the process of building makebettermovies.com, nice. which is going to kind of follow everything we were just talking about today on indie filmmaking and how to do it and how to market it. I love it. Great title. Thank you. Yeah, very marketable. Cool. Ian, thanks for joining us today, and I wish you peace, love, and superpowers. Thanks so much. All right, cheers. Head over to First100K for even more tools, tactics, and tricks that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you on the next show. Cheers.